Welcome to the Expert Network Team podcast. Where our goal is to inform and educate our listeners on matters related to finance, legal, insurance, accounting, and other interests that are of personal and business nature. We hope you will find our content useful as well as entertaining. The Expert Network Team consists of Carl Frank of ANI Financial, Mike Miller of Miller and Associates CPAs, Jeff Cromendike of Security First Insurance Agency, and I'm Nathan Merrill. I'm an attorney at Goodspeed and Merrill. Together, our independent team combines our expertise to provide you insights and solutions, some straightforward, some profound, for real-life opportunities we see on a daily basis. We hope you enjoy the information contained in today's podcast and find it useful. If you'd like to learn more or desire to meet with any of the Expert Network team members in person, you can contact us at info at expertnetworkteam.com. That's I-N-F-O at expertnetworkteam.com. We encourage you to take advantage of a free consultation with any of our team members. Just mention this podcast when you schedule your appointment. Now on to today's podcast. Welcome to today's podcast. Uh, I am Nathan Merrill with Goodspeed Merrill, and I am here with Carl Frank of A and I Financial. Hi, Nate. How are you? It's a small group today, but Carl and I, uh, in the hopes of having one of our cohorts join us, have decided to get a move on. And um, it's going to be a great conversation, you and I. Yeah, we've we've been uh, just kind of wandering in our conversation. I think we've stumbled upon something that can be interesting. You know, normally our theme uh, at some level deals with either financial matters, legal matters, you know, those those types of Particularly issues. for small business Americans, this is our focus. And, yeah. and of course, we're here in Colorado, so we love talking about Colorado. But that being said, as we've noted in other podcasts, we are business owners ourselves, which is why this interests right. us. But you know what else we are, Carl? What are we, Nate? We're humans. Yes, we are. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, and the topic got... today, I think, is a human topic it and is. something that affects us at a human level, affects our employees, and it affects kind of our broader client base or our markets, everything about how we conduct our businesses, which is why it's, I think, important to... What is the single biggest topic of our time? For the past two years, what has everything began, ended, and run over the middle with, other than... Tom Brady? (laughs) And... And in, when is he going to retire? In, and it happened. It happened. We know. So, so now we can rest most, easy. Yeah. The second most common is when will Aaron Rodgers join the Denver Broncos? <laughs> no, that's not it. Oh, we're on the wrong sport. I'm so reluctant to admit what it really is, but uh, <laughs> it is COVID. It is the COVID. It yes. is. It is. It's the single biggest topic of our time for the past two years. It's dominated every headline, every discussion with every person. And even our- going back through our podcast, it's like, how do we, a lot of our focus has been, how do we deal with it? How do we adjust? How do we keep our businesses operational? How do we keep our employees healthy? All that stuff we exactly. talked about has focused around the existence of COVID. And, so, and now we are ready to end it. I mean, it's been two or three years. We're used to it. Like, so we, you know, we don't know when exactly we're getting back to um, something normal, but we're going to talk today about what we think that might look like. Yeah. I mean, from a, from a social science standpoint, um, the, the sentiment across the board, I was, I was hearing some polls talked about today where 70% of Americans are kind of just ready to we sure are on. So right. you have some statistics. We do. They basically show um, how concerned we, we might, you know, 
each situation is different. I'll put in the disclaimer, yeah. you know, if you have concerns about your, your vulnerability and your own health situation, you should always consult with your doctor. So these statistics are in the aggregate. They're a yep. macro kind of trend yeah. that we need to be aware of. But the macro, when we're talking about our markets and our communities and our businesses, it's the macro we're talking about. So, it is. It is. Um, right. So what have you got in terms of things that you've been monitoring that are, are helpful for us to understand where we may be at in the cycle? Yeah. At a Financial Services, we track a lot of things. And one of the um, best resources we have that was put on one by one of the world's biggest financial corporations, BlackRock, is called the BlackRock COVID Tracker. We'll have the link in our liner notes for the podcast if you're online. And you can also just Google BlackRock COVID Tracker and you'll see it. And it's the virus heat map. And this is every row is one of the countries in the world and every column is one of the past weeks. And it's updated every single day with the seven day moving average of deaths attributed to COVID. And it is low. Well, and with that, I'm going to throw my other, my second disclaimer that we talked about, because there's one number on here that stands out to me. China has zero. Can you imagine? I know, it's just, it's amazing. I don't know how they've done it They're, you know, but yet they're shutting everything down for the Olympics. So, oh my so, goodness. Have you seen the photos? It's yeah, insane. It's, it's obviously the data is only as good as the data is. Right. So, and, and then we were also talking about how, there's no uniformity across the board on how these countries measure what constitutes a COVID death. That being said, it's the only barometer, as it were, for us to really evaluate what's going on around the globe. And, and what's the real risk? I think that's yeah. th this boils it down, right? How deadly is this? And this latest Omicron surge, which looks like, we'll talk about in a minute here, maybe ending, right? At least slowing down, um, is not deadly. Well, Exactly. And, and, and the thing I want to point out there before you get into these numbers, because they're just, when they present them on this chart, it's a heat map, like you say, and so red is bad. Right. And so it makes some things look really bad what, until you take them in context of what is actually talking the about. But um, the one thing I want to mention there is when it comes to at least the U.S.'s numbers, I'm skeptical that they're on the high side, right? And why do you doubt that? Well, it just has to do with the yeah, uh, little known conflicts of interest, right? Just the, the, the incentives to report something as a COVID death exist. Exactly. So if I'm skeptical, I'm not completely denial here. No, that these are the numbers. definitely I'm not just skeptical that they accurately reflect exactly. the real risk that COVID presents, especially yeah. when you compare it to other countries and who, who may be less uh, able to report. Or, or less incentivized in their reporting mm, structure to report mm -hmm. something as a COVID death. Right. That being said, as high as we are, you, I'm going to turn low. it over to you. The, the, what, is, what does it tell us? The worst number on here is 7.3. It's America, right? And that means 7.3 million out of a million people are deaths uh, with people who had COVID positive results. 7.3. It's a seven-day weekly average. Yeah. So that'd be 7.3 a day over the past seven days per on average population. per million of population. It's a very, very low number. And that's the worst out of all the countries we see. The rest of them, almost all of them are in green. There's a handful of yellows, but they're all lower than that. And, and America has been the highest death rate 
out of all the countries. And for reasons you just mentioned, you know, we could be a little bit skeptical about whether these other countries are reporting enough or whether America is over-reporting. But the bottom line is this COVID surge is not a deadly surge. This is a lower death rate than many other things that cause harm to us. And we both have dear friends of ours who have much more serious health conditions than this. And they're not making the nightly news. Like right. there are a lot bigger things to worry about. It's snowing outside right now. There will right? probably be a couple of deaths from car accidents or that sort of thing from, from these types of naturally regularly occurring events that we just assume those risks as part of daily life, which brings it. us to our next topic. Right. But I don't know if we want to go there yet. Are you done We're almost about ready it? there. Okay. We're almost ready there because the other side of this, of course, is hospitalization and hospitalization rates were through the roof. They're now coming down over the past week or two. There's a great chart to see in America that, that people that are going into the hospital um, are not dying from it. And that's important to know, right? That this is, that if we put this into perspective, and I think a lot of Americans are getting that and a lot of people are just tired of it. In fact, um, even uh, I understand Bill Maher is cracking jokes about how he, even he doesn't want to wear a mask at, you know, he's tired of these rules. He's ready to move on. I, I think we're changing here in 2022. And, and, and the theme at our firm that, you know, we, we put on a, um, a, a Zoom video, it's on our website, if you want to download or just skip to the COVID part, is that this is a pivot year. This is a year where we think a lot of trends, big, there's 10 big trends, and, and we think they're all coming to place. And this is a year where, where the trends change. That's interesting. So you got two graphs up here, and I want to. I do. The other one, or there's another regional. There was something where we were talking and showing how it was on the decline. Right, so. exactly. Yeah, positivity tests are up, but they're declining in the U.S., meaning that they're getting much better. But the biggest thing is the new cases per capita. So in the USA, we had this big surge, and it was you know as high as a third or something of the of the people coming in were were very very high, and now those declines are coming way down sharply. Like, sharply as sharp as they went up it looks like exactly so it's like catching the common cold and you move on right and 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 certainly a lot of people we know who had the covid who had a positive test who had some sort of a symptom have had very minor symptoms and they're coming back and they're following the the protocols and they're doing what they're supposed to do and and quite frankly we think the protocols are going to get easier in the future this is a year where covid becomes endemic we hope we're very optimistic on that nobody's ever going to be right knock on everything on knock on wood exactly right that this <laughs> is something that we learn to live with like the flu well so that brings us back to the snowstorm analogy that there are risks that a lot of people especially skiers yeah might add i know that <laughs> i'm looking forward to it yeah i, I want to drive in talking it. a little earlier about how he shouldn't be here at the podcast he should be on the road so i can have a powder day tomorrow exactly um but there are a number of risks i'm just pointing to the snowstorm as an example of of risks that we have grown tolerant of that we live as part of our daily existence in in california you know it's it's you could go to the beach there's right. any number of things that can kill you at the beach exactly there's uh california right now there's any number of things that could kill you at the mall but that is well <laughs> i mean let's talk about denver even i mean in denver colorado crime rate's not going down right right i mean there's risks here in colorado that the risks are going are, are increasing but we're, we're becoming used to it like you said and and i think this it's time so, i think it's time so the question that keeps coming up and i think this is where we'll, we'll kind of round out our podcast today is the whole idea of going back to normal mm -hmm. and, you know, and I think we talked about in a previous podcast, the new normal, 
mm-hmm. which I think is a misnomer. And this is this is really where I got excited when we we decided to talk about this today. Is um, every day is like a new normal, or can be a new normal. There's nothing yeah. that requires that we go back to how it was. And in fact, the idea of going back to how it was for me, and as, as I was mentioning before the podcast, is not necessarily a fully um, idyllic result. There are certain things that COVID has exposed about my life and the things I was doing where I've just kind of jettisoned some of what the unnecessaries, the distractions, the things, the things that were wasting my time. We should not look to return to that as a normal. So when I think of the new normal or going back to normal, as I expressed it to Carl earlier, it's regaining our self-determinism, our autonomy. I love it. I, I want to do that too. And absolutely. Isn't this a great opportunity to figure out what really means the most to you? Where you want to go forward. Yeah. Right. What doesn't, what, what was I wasting time on that? I don't want to waste my time on anymore. What do I really want to be doing? What means the most to me and how can I get there? Um, uh, you know, in our, in our family, I don't know about your family, Nate, but there's been an increased focus on self-help and books and audio this and zoom that and all sorts of things about how do I focus on what means the most to me and, and make that happen. And I think for small business owners, it's a great opportunity to change the business and the way we do business right now too. And to focus on, well, these are the clients I want to work with. This is the work that I want to do. This is the, um, this is the, the, the way that I find fulfillment in myself and, and these other things that maybe I tolerated in the past, I'm less tolerant. of. And we can break from our assumptions. We assumed certain things were good because they were, because they, they existed. You know, we, and by good, I mean that they were the right way to conduct business, the right way to interact in our family and friendships, the the right way to engage in in our churches, because it's what we'd always been doing, uninterrupted, unimpeded by COVID. And then COVID hits and kind of shakes up that. I was actually talking in in my church group uh, a couple weeks back, maybe a week ago, actually, a little over a week ago, and, and talking about how this can be a reboot. And, and so like when your computer, as yours was moments right. ago, starting yeah. to operate really slow, you know, the first thing your IT group tells you is you reboot, Hit the reboot. and it, and it defrags it or it does whatever it does. It, it, it removes all the conflicting registries, right. Programs aren't talking right to each other. It just stops all that. Exactly. And then hopefully when you reboot again, you reboot in a, in a harmonious environment, your, your programs. And, and, and what I expressed, and this is kind of what we're talking about now is in that process, you realize, Oh my gosh, this thing is starting up as part of my startup routine. I don't need that program anymore. Exactly. I love that. So you eliminate the stuff that's starting up and bogging down your computer and everything gets realigned. Right. And we can do that in our own lives with yeah. the things that maybe I always started my day with that don't mean anything to me or the things that I'm doing in my day that I don't need to do, whatever that activity might be. It might even be checking my email more than I need to check it. It might be, you know, accepting phone calls or doing things that are not worth my time. Um, you know, we, we talked about in a very recent podcast about staying in your box, right? Mm-hmm. That the business owners are not good at every box. We've got a lot of boxes stacked up on our table and, and we're naturally gifted and we feel most energized by doing certain things that we're really good at in a certain number of boxes, but we're stuck doing all these other things. So this is a great reboot opportunity to take those other boxes and 
and offload those to other people to get them off of our shoulders. It's also a really interesting time for hiring people. So we've got this other great big challenge. I know we're facing it. I'm sure your firm is facing it because you guys are growing so quickly. You know, it's hard to find people who want to work and there's a big disincentive or something going on in America. Maybe everybody's doing a reboot at the same time, deciding whether or not they want to do this work. Right. And so it's a really interesting time because one of the biggest trends that, you know, we identified in, in our, in our research is uh, inflation and, and, and we've had wage inflation and wage inflation doesn't go away. You can have inflation in gasoline. That's a really good example because gasoline can go to five bucks a gallon here in Colorado. It already is in, in California. It's almost that in Seattle where it was a few days ago and, and it'll come back to three, right? But once you give somebody, you know, a minimum wage of close to 20 bucks an hour, it's going to be really hard to get it back to 12. Right. No, absolutely. And, uh, I don't know really where to go with that. Well, inflation, <laughs> well, inflation is a big deal. So, so that's a big trend, right? So that's so, a, that's part of the new normal that we can't control. It, it, it yeah. is, it is. And, 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 it, and, and part of that is the reboot with everybody out there that everybody's saying, Oh, you know, I don't really want to do this. I want to do that. And for business owners, it's a great opportunity to get more efficient. It's a great opportunity to say, okay, so maybe I don't want to grow with people. Or maybe I don't want to grow with that type of person. Maybe I want to grow with this other group of people. Maybe I want to find technology. And that's a huge thing. That is, it, it is huge. And I'll tell you, but here's, here's an opportunity. So going to the Napoleon Hill concept of in every child, every adversity is the seed of an equal or greater opportunity. Perhaps if, if we're looking and this gets to the culture hiring and all that, perhaps we can offer more than monetary compensation or monetary rewards in how we run and operate our businesses that right. our, our, our businesses, sure. They provide compensation, but as I remember reading from some Harvard studies years ago, you know, as, as you start to climb that pay scale, the rewards are diminishing. Exactly. And, and I think COVID may have ratcheted that break point down a bit that people are looking for more engaging environments than just the paycheck offers or that that's something to experiment with. I think that's a huge thing for all business owners to work on is how can you make your culture so unique that people don't want to be looking at any place else. And if they are looking, you don't want them around anyway. And to attract the people who are a perfect fit for your firm, whether they're clients, customers, or just people who want to work with you. Right. And, and that's a great opportunity. It's a great reboot. I think it's a theme that the best companies are going to focus on and they're going to have a great 2022. And one of the things we can do with these new hires that you're talking about, or the way we grow our businesses is embrace a reboot concept, help mm. them reinvent themselves. Because this gets back to what you're saying, which is, you know, whether it's our lives or how we did our bit, how we do our work may never go back to the way it was. Like, you know, I have this constant discourse in my office, but is everybody going to go back into their isolated offices or do we work differently going forward? Yeah. We were just talking about that as you and I, you know, uh, buy a building together. I mean, that's a big deal. Like how many office spaces do we need? And, but we want them in there and people who are showing up want the other people to show up. And how do you make this fun again? Right. So it, it's again, it may not be going back to the way it was as going back to, you don't want all that stuff anyway, but, but letting people reboot themselves, decide how they want to achieve their professional goals and give them a path to achieve that. Give them an opportunity as opposed to a career path. Exactly. And build the relationships that are meaningful to them in the ways that are most meaningful to them. And that's the loyalty. That's the stickiness. And that's the productivity. 
And even, even you know, I, I think this extends what we're talking about it as it applies to the people that we're bringing into the organization. I think it can equal apply to you and me. It's, it's definitely applied to me and how I look at what I want to get out of, you know, my role in our firm as a, as a leader and an owner. Um, it, it has changed and it's changed me in the sense of what I want to see how it impacts my employees, because I, I, I very much, you know, as we, we've talked about, we believe in our employees. We believe that we are as good, you know, we're only going to be as good as our employees are, but um, where, where my mindset probably pre COVID was achieve, achieve, achieve. It, it shifted a little bit to more of a satisfaction and enjoyment thing that the, the journey, mm-hmm. the life journey thing has started to it gets more real isn't it yeah it's kind of yeah. created a, a different alignment in terms of priorities and expectations and and uh i think going back to what we're talking about what's really going to attract the workforce going forward is it going to be the opportunity to work endless hours and achieve 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 or is it going to be able to do great work for great people and and in an environment that, that really satisfies you regardless of where that compensation compares to someone else on the pay scale somewhere else, you know, that sort of thing. I love that. And that's part of what um, you and I and Jeff and, and Mike have talked about in the past is it's not just finding success, but significance. Yes. Right. You want to make a bigger difference than just the dollars. And, and the older we get, the bigger that that means to us. And, and to pass and, that legacy on to another generation of hopeful yeah. successors to, to share the joys yeah. to share the joys of, of overcoming the challenges in and feeling that pride and, and sense of self-worth is there's nothing more rewarding than that it's so much fun to watch other people succeed so hopefully that's the new normal when you know when, right again i mean going back to the the semantics that sometimes get wrapped around the new normal is are we ever going to go back to the way it was and right. I'll, I'll just i'll conclude my thoughts by saying hopefully not Hopefully we can find a way to improve, but if normal is being autonomous and self-determinative, hopefully we can find better ways to be autonomous and self-determinative and, and embrace that, you know, kind of liberating ourselves from COVID as the new normal and not some return to something that we that really doesn't serve us anymore, man. Second to that. Yeah. Cheers to that. And, and second to that, I'll say that it's even, um, that that is the way we want to go. And that is what I hope we're going towards. And I think that we are, and I'm sure that our country is, and I'm sure that the world is looking to our country to lead them and show them the rewards of self-determination. And, uh, we face a huge challenge, I think in the world right now in that the, um, number two economy in the world is communist and it directly opposes exactly what we're talking about. And, and I am just so confident in my heart and my mind and all my research and all my life experiences that the capitalist approach, the approach of you put in a little extra effort and you get the rewards and you help other people do the same thing. Uh, you're paid back in countless ways other than dollars will triumph over the other self-defeating ways of, of trying to run the world. And uh, I think as we're watching in the Olympics, and I think as we're watching um, China crack down on all sorts of parts of its um, culture, that we're going to see our ways the right way. Amen to that, brother. Thank you, Nate. Thank this was you. Fun. And uh, with that, we'll end today's podcast. Have a beautiful day.
Thank you for joining us today. Hope you enjoyed the information we shared. If you enjoyed this podcast, please feel free to share it with someone else and join us next time. If you want to meet with a member of the team, please contact us at info at expertnetworkteam.com. That's info at expertnetworkteam.com. If you have special topics you'd like to hear about, please reach out to us and let us know at the same email address. Again, that's info at expertnetworkteam.com. Thank you for joining us and have a great day. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We want to remind you that listening to this podcast does not establish a client professional relationship with any of the firms represented, nor does it constitute legal, investment, or accounting advice, and the views are those of the professionals only. Investment advisory services may be provided through ANI Financial Services, and securities may be provided through Genios Wealth Management. 